Welcome to Bravo Critics, Rony Edition. I'm Arielle. And I'm Ricky. Join us on this journey to relive the glory days of the Real Housewives of New York City. In 2022, we are watching one season each month with a fresh set of eyes. Here it's always turtle time, where we're going to mention it all while making it nice. So grab a drink and hang with us. Everyone's a critic. Hey, what's up, Bravo Critics? We are back for season nine of the Roni Rewatch. And I don't know about you, Ariel, but I'm ready to take a trip to Tequila, Mexico. Oh my gosh, this was the trip that we've been waiting for. This is the trip that was supposed to happen last season that we didn't get. So I feel like it was worth the wait. Somehow it almost feels like since we had to wait like an extra season, it just made that trip even better. And every time I see it, like I'm always noticing new things. Everything's just as funny as it was the first time. I know it is. It's a it's an amazing classic trip. And, you know, Bethany said it best when she's like, we've been training for this drinkathon for our whole lives. Like what better crew to take to tequila to basically drink nonstop. <laughs> nonstop. I mean, if there's any franchise of housewives that could do it, it's Roni. I don't think any of the other girls could do that kind of drinking. Never. And they didn't even flinch, which is no. what it was so good about it. They, you know, Ramona with her, mm, her tasting, you know, you just anybody who knows <laughs> Roni could just picture Ramona drinking her tequila, licking her lips like a freak. <laughs> <laughs> This watching this season also, I have to say, made me really sad because now we're past like over a year since we've had any new Roni. Um, they were supposed to basically be doing their reunion in August of 2021, and they didn't. So here we are a year later. And I don't know, I'm, I'm reading, you know, so we've talked about how they're splitting Roni into two different pieces. And now we're starting to see reports that there is maybe some trouble in the big apple um what i'm reading is that now people they're starting to regret a little bit of this whole new roni versus the legacy roni and maybe the new roni the roni reboot essentially is not um what they wanted it to be and that they wish that they would have never done this yeah it was you know you would have thought that that would have been something that they would have assessed a bit more thoroughly before they released news about it um i think that they sped things up because they were hopeful to have this be like one of their big announcements for BravoCon, and the reception from the audience was not what they had thought and andy's like oh shit we made a mistake we just got to stick with the ogs now my thought process is so what they gave sonia and um luann their own show and then they were gonna do what they weren't going to be part of legacy. Like, I don't understand what their plan was because now I think they're going to the drawing board and maybe we'll get two shows. Maybe this worked out in our favor. Maybe we'll just get double Sonia and Luann. And then we'll I would take that any one. day. Yeah. Cause like maybe they weren't. Cause if you think about it, maybe Luann and Sonia weren't going to be on the legacy, you know, and they got their own little show and now we might get a double. <laughs> well, there were some rumors for a while that Luann was going to get some sort of show, I think, centered around her, like, cabaret stuff on E!, which I would have still thought that would have been interesting, too. As tired as I get of her talking about the cabaret, I would like to see maybe a little bit more of the behind the scenes and, like, 
I would have watched that. I would have yeah. definitely watched it because, you know, who doesn't love the Countess? And I'm so bummed because she's going to be coming um, to Chicago to do Christmas with the Countess. And I really wanted to go, but it just, I already have a conflict with the dates and she's only coming one day. So I'm really bummed about that, but I'm hopeful maybe she'll add another show. Chicago's a big city. So um, hopefully, we'll I mean, I don't care if it's a wedding, a funeral, a birth, <laughs> whatever it is, you better miss it. Go to, that, go to the Countess. I know. I know. It's really, I'm debating it. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like my family could disown me, but at least I got to see Christmas with the Countess. Right. I mean, could you imagine? And Christmas is my time. So it's like a double whammy. It's a two for one. Yeah. But um, it, it's sort of funny though, because where we are currently in Roni, we don't have cabaret yet. But I was thinking about that this whole season. I'm like, when does she start getting into that? But it's going to be next season. Because yeah. I think it's after what she does on New Year's, that's sort of like, well, I got to get a job. And Yep. And and then is it, isn't that when they're in, like, going to Cartagena? I could be completely making this up. But in, like, a further season when they, like, go to Cartagena or something, they're, like, catching a I don't know, or they're in Miami and she goes to see her billboard or something yeah, before, they yeah, before they go to Cartagena. Is that the same season, though, as next season? No, it, that's going to be the next season. The, that'll be season, season 11. 11. Okay, so we have a, should we have that's a good seasons? season, too. I mean, it's going to be, like, I think one of our last, like, really good seasons. But because that's also in Bethany's, like, you're dining out on your sobriety and <laughs> talking about, like, how she's spending money. And oh, gosh, yeah. So, so good. Yeah. But let's bring it back down to season nine. And we just get so carried away when we talk about Roni, though. But this season was really good. We did lose Jules, which I was sad about. She was a great one hit wonder. And I feel like, you know, we could have done another season with her. But hey, we did get Tinsley this season. Tinsley Mortimer has entered the chat. You know, and I think and, you know, um, Jules was my MVP last season and I really enjoyed her watching her last season. But we knew that she ended up getting divorced from Michael after the reunion last season. And so I think Tinsley was a nice, light, good addition. And I actually think that had Jules stayed, her and Tinsley could have been really good friends, too. That might have been a fun dynamic. But Tinsley, I enjoyed her more again, watching her this season, like. I liked hearing her tell Ramona, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, shut the fuck up, Ramona. <laughs> and she's just in with her little pointy finger as she bounces. And so I really enjoyed having Tinsley and also made me feel kind of sad for her too, watching her. I know. Well, and I completely forgot. And, you know, we'll touch on this a little bit more. I completely forgot that she also met Scott. And as soon as I saw Scott entering the room, I was like, Oh, fuck you. You're going to be the reason she leaves. Yeah, that was um, Carol. We can blame Carol for that. I mean, and then basically, well, and I'm curious, is Tinsley still out here in Chicago? Because I have never had a Tinsley sighting and I am downtown in the loop. I feel like she's actually every day and I never see this little blonde little bunny. I feel like she has been very... um quiet on social media i've looked i looked um because you know she was living in the john hancock building so that is like you know right in the center um and i guess i don't go down that far because i'm not shopping every day um but you know she i never i've never had a sighting of her never at a restaurant nothing 
Yeah, so I just checked her social media, her IG, and she's only posted four things this year. Yeah, see, she's very quiet. So I think after her and Scott, you know, uh, spoiler alert, her and Scott break up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think as of now, they're currently broke up, but who knows? She yeah. was supposed to go to Thailand and stuff like that. That could have very well been the reason why she ended up not going. She could have yeah. you know, dropped that because of Scott. Who knows? She was very much just trying. And that was the thing. Like, Tinsley was married. She married her high school sweetheart. She lived in Palm Beach, right? West Palm Beach or wherever she was. That was I don't know. Don't start me. I know. That, I know over the, the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was actually amazing. Um and I just feel like she really came from a tumultuous relationship and she was physically and emotionally abused and she just wanted to make her way back into New York City. And honestly, um, you know how they have like fake stories, like when they bring people in and stuff? I actually think that Tinsley is one of the few housewives that they've brought in who actually really had a semi-organic yeah. <laughs> transition back in, like it was, her story was legit. And I assume she had to have known Sonia because, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm friends with this person, but they've actually never met. Like they just I sort of hate when they do that. Just like show us that they don't know anyone like don't let us like Because, yeah, I mean, it gives you this like false narrative. A lot of times it's like, oh, why? Why aren't they defending this person? You brought her in. She was your friends like they don't actually know each other. Exactly. That was just like, you know, Portia and Fallon. When yeah, Portia went and goes and marries Fallon's husband, <laughs> basically. Like, and she was like, "That was her friend." She's like, "No, they just brought her in as my friend. I don't even know that girl." Like, I yeah. met her for the first time at her house when we recorded, and that's exactly what that normally is. But I felt like um, even Sonia had said that she knew Dale. You know, she's like, "I know Dale. I've known Dale for many years." And the thing about it is, is, and I didn't even. I'm a dummy that I didn't put this together. Like when we interviewed Kelly, she was like, "I'm really close with the Mortimer family." Well, that was Topper Mortimer's family, mm -hmm. not Tinsley's mom, Dale, and their Mercers. side of the family. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, he came from a very prestigious, very well-off family. Um, well, and, and I always forget that until Sonia says that shit about like, don't talk about the families. Yeah, and it's like okay, like what is <laughs> this? The Sopranos. <laughs> the Godfather was on last night, and I and I laughed because that was the reference that Bethany made when she's like, "What is this? The Godfather? Like, what? Don't talk about the families." <laughs> yeah, but um, I do feel like it's organic because I mean, she, I feel like she has to actually know Sonia because otherwise she wouldn't be living at her house. Yeah, no, and I, but honestly. And that, and a hundred percent, Ricky, because she obviously is well off and she's got a ton of money. She can go and live anywhere. It wasn't that she wanted to just go and be in the city. She wanted that transition with a friend, some of that little cozy girlfriend feel. You know, you left a marriage. You're single now. You have no kids. Your mother's not nearby, right? Because Dale doesn't live right there right no i think she, she i think she might either live where they are from which is like virginia or yeah. maybe she lives in florida i think so, i don't think she lives there so that you know that's why i think she went to sonia but sonia was and okay let's all set the record straight here we all know how much that ricky and i love sonia we love sweet little sonia but she was really not nice to tinsley it was up tinsley's ass and i mean it started out better it feels like you know sonia lays this whole groundwork that tinsley's staying with her and you know come and stay in mama sonja's bosom and 
you know, <laughs> I'll make sure that everything goes well. Cause you know, Tinsley feels like an outcast in the city. She left, she went to Florida, she got arrested. Now she's back. I mean, yep. Almost Luann's story too. But. Well, and Sonia had a Mad Hatter party, right? So she tried to do like a fun little costume party. And that was so fun for Tinsley, I think, to be a part of. Because that was one of her first events, right? Coming back into the world. I don't want to say it was like introducing Tinsley, but I feel like it kind of was. It was like a re-debutante ball. Like, yeah. Like people in New York know who she is, but they've just never met her. Yeah, because they said that she was like the it girl. And that's the, the thing. You know, she was... The it girl. She was doing collabs with Dior. And I mean, I'm talking, she was on her game. And she was, um, I did not realize that she actually had a legit career. Yeah, doing like PR, which I actually didn't know about that until, because um, I didn't remember her ever talking about the career. But when, she, when we talked to Kelly Ben Simone, uh -huh. Kelly had said that she knew Tinsley through like the PR world or something or, you know. So yep. she worked with her in a PR capacity as, of some sort. Of yeah. And then once she said that, I was like thinking, why didn't they ever talk about that on Roni? Why didn't they give her more depth? Because they, I feel like at least with the first season, they make her seem like she's just some poor little rich girl, little you sister. know, living off of her trust and yep. all this other stuff. And it's like, that's not a very fair portrayal. They do that sometimes. And I feel like that's sort of what they did with Kelly Ben Simone too. They made it seem like she's just a pretty face, goes to all of the parties in New York and is known, but you mm -hmm. know, there's no substance to what they're showing us. And can I also hit you on the flip side? And I also think that they Bravo overcompensated with Ebony and did the opposite with her. Like they did the same thing with her, but on the as opposite aspect of things. Like they went, they only showed one side of her her activism portion like all you know her legal her legal career like she was even like damn i'm fucking fun too y'all like didn't even show anything else so it just goes to show sometimes how editing and the producers sometimes make a wrong call you know like they could have showed us so much more of tinsley they could have showed us so much more of kelly you know i really feel like they they had so much more depth and they were such fascinating women and their fucking careers were almost more um badass that like kelly's career was more badass than most all of them except for bethany yeah i mean she's got a career that would make most housewives jealous like she's not just like you know selling face. some sort of stupid product that's like lifetime is going to be like them on the show plus maybe two years after exactly like she went and i think she's kelly you know we always talk about fucking kelly i know you guys <laughs> you know we talk about her nonstop, but we love her and she's fucking killing it. I mean, who's going to like go out and get like a new career selling multi-million dollar properties like in their late forties, fifties for one of the biggest companies in the world. And she's like one of their top sellers, like nationwide. It's like, it's wild. So anyways, we digress. We love Kelly. Yes. But okay. anyways, we're talking about Tinsley. I mean, yes. one of the things that they both have in common is they both have like the great mane of hair. I sort of love Tinsley's whole story about how like, you know, they saw her with like the curly hair and that's what she became known for. I liked yeah. like learning a little bit of that backstory. And I actually knew about Tinsley before she joined the housewives, not because I follow it girls um, in real mm -hmm. life, but mm -hmm. I was watching gossip girl and she was a character on there. And it was like, apparently a really big deal that she was on there. And I remember thinking like, I don't know who that is, but she seems cool. 
Um, so you guys, I never watched Gossip Girl and Ricky references this show frequently. So I'm going to not too frequently, but he definitely has spoke of this now several times. So I think I'm gonna have to go back and watch watch Gossip Girl. But I think that Tinsley, her I thought that story was cute too. How she said, Oh, they didn't notice me and now they did they did when I did it this way. And they were all telling her that she should cut her hair and you know, it ages you at a certain age, but I really feel like her her look is cute and that's her vibe. Leave her alone. Now it, you know, maybe now I now is maybe see. time. Yeah. I want to know what Tinsley looks like now, because what year was season nine shot? 2016. So I mean, that was the election. Okay. Yes. <laughs> which we will get into um, Carol. That was basically her, her entire storyline. But so I feel like, yeah, that's, you know, six years to, see what a, i'm curious to see what tinsley's actually looking looking like these days but anyways i loved i love like him. a little bit of like just below the shoulder sort of like the length that bethany has by the reunion for this season i feel like that would look so good on her and maybe like a loose beach wave not like that full shirley temple curl but like yeah. a loose beach wave not to because you know she doesn't i don't think has i don't think she has a lot of hair like she probably has extensions so her you know straight might not be best but I will say this, that we, of course, started the season in the Hamptons again, too. You know, we went to the Hamptons, but it was a different Hamptons vibe this season. Um, we didn't get to do anything at Bethany's house in the Hamptons this season, but we did a dinner at Ramona's house. And that was where um, shit popped off. I feel like that was where we got our first little spark for the season, because you got to remember Dorinda and Sonia were still on the outs. From yeah. the Berkshires. Was it from the Berkshires last season? It was a little bit from that. Sonia was also talking to the fucking papers. You know, Sonia oh. was just doing it all. Wait, Sonia was going. Yeah, Sonia was wild over from the time that the reunion taped to through this entire duration of season nine. Sonia was wild because she went to the press and was talking shit that Dorinda uh, introduced Luann and Tom to each other and she's like she introduced her our friend to a serial cheater a serial mm -hmm. dater uh you know a guy who a lover of mine for 10 years so sonia was definitely and i love it because that's when dorinda always pulls out the shut your mouth oh <laughs> uh, we got we got a few of our favorite quotes um in roni history came this season um and one of them came from dorinda one of them came from bethany so i i love when we get to see the um iconic statements actually you're like oh that was the scene where this all transpired you know yeah because like it, it i mean we'll go back to the fight in just a second but like this is like what produced when um Dorinda is talking to Candace Bushnell, like the real life um, Carrie Bradshaw, like, yep. you know, sex in the city, like literally the real life Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. Yes. And, and I think that's like a piece of trivia. A lot of people don't know. She's in a lot of scenes. She is. And I've noticed her even more, like even recently in scenes and, oh. and later too. So no, I'm and so, it, so yes, in the show, she's been all throughout that show. Um, I think she was at the bra party with them. Like she's been at a lot of things, but if you ever notice on their Instagram pages on social media, they they're with her. Yeah. They're, yeah. They, like she is part of their circle. She is for a second there. I thought, huh? 
are they going to cast her for legacy? Like, or, or for one of the new Roni spots? Not legacy, but would they maybe? There were rumors before they came up with this whole idea of the split and that she was going to be one of the people joining. Yeah, I've heard that before too, but I thought they can't afford her. She's like, she's like, why would I do that? I'm rich as shit and I have like my own stuff. That's just not her vibe, I don't think. And she probably got a little bit scared just from the scene that I'm talking about where Dorinda approaches her and they're just talking and Dorinda's like, hi, Dorinda, how you doing, Dorinda? I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not <laughs> well, <not> bitch. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine, like, imagine someone like coming to you and being like this after you just saw them make a complete wild show at the table because Dorinda was on fire at that dinner table. She, so I love that when, let's talk about her prior to sitting at that dinner table, she drinks Diet Coke because she's not going, or Coca-Cola, not Diet Coke, Coca-Cola, because she's not going to drink any alcohol. And she says that she is going to target her prey. And when she's got them positioned perfectly, that's when she'll attack. She'll go in for the kill. And she is amazing at that. It's it's amazing. And then Carol's like, you know, this is why we love Dorinda, because when she's so bad, she's so good. Yeah. Um, but she was ready. And they sat down at that dinner table. Ramona didn't even sit down to like situate. Like Ramona's like, can we fucking dinner? Like, can we at least just eat? Like, can we? I thought we'd at least get through the like an appetizer, the entree, something. Um, no, they couldn't even wait till dessert. And Dorinda went in on Sonia, and it was embarrassing, but so good. And nobody fucking moved. It was crickets. I know. She's like, put an easy pass on that vagina with your Holland Tunnel. Yes. Oh, my God. And that's what Andy asked um, Dorinda. He was like, where does this stuff come from? And she's like, Andy, I don't know. I don't know. I really do think that, like, she just, like, sees red or blacks out and just, like, the words that come out of her mouth. I know later in the season, Bethany says that there's probably some truth to it. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think she just wants to, like make people hurt she wants to cut you for cutting her um well wait do you think that bethany said that there was truth to the holland tunnel that so well, later on that when dorinda loses her shit when she's drunk there's truth to it because dorinda was talking shit about skinny girl gotcha yeah they say a, a drunk a drunk uh mouth tells truth right i don't necessarily know if i truly believe that um but yes, okay, so they have the huge altercation at the dinner and poor little Sonia just sat there and took it and she was smart to just basically shut up. Because... But I also love it because this is like Tinsley's second introduction to the group and she's just sort of like, okay. like Yeah, that was, that was. <laughs> Not fucking with that one. Yeah, she was like, whoa. And you also have to think she's only hearing what the others, what Sonia's telling her about everybody else. So then, you know, it was a little shady, I think. I would love to know what those points of view were, because Sonia has a weird way of seeing the world sometimes. Well, and I think it's really, I think it was a little shady that Tinsley did end up going out to dinner with Dorinda and Luann without telling Sonia that she was going out to meet with, like, her friends. But I get it. They're all cast together. And that's the weird thing about not talking about, you know, not breaking the fourth wall. Where if we could just acknowledge that, like, we're on a show together, so she knows I'm going to go and have to have interactions with them independently like it's also possible tinsley and the other girls didn't even set that up that could have been set up completely by the producers like 
Hey, Tinsley, we want you to meet Luann and Dorinda. You haven't ever interacted with them too much, so we want you to go and hang out with them. Also, like, like you know, yeah. we want you to, like, become close to Dorinda so that you're feeling conflicted when Dorinda and Sonya are fighting. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. So if they could just say one little thing and break, you know, but they won't ever do that. But I feel like even now where we're at with the shows, they could, and it just adds to the dynamic because it is the truth. It's real. It's still ultimately we're on a reality show together. We work together. They're my colleagues. I may not have been hanging out with Tinsley and Dorinda and Luann on my own if I wasn't on a show with them, but I'm on a fucking show with them. And so Sonia, you can't be here all the time because if Tinsley really just lives there, Sonia, Dorinda does not want to see you. But okay, but if if Tinsley just lived with Sonia and they weren't on this show, it would be shitty for mm -hmm. Tinsley to just pick up the phone and call Luann and Dorinda. Like that would be super fucked up. So Sonia getting pissed about that is really unreasonable because they're on a show together. I know. It's just, I mean, you can sort of see where she's coming from. Sonia, like, I feel like you learn this as the seasons go on, but she's actually a pretty sensitive woman. She is. And she's, she's pretty loyal. She really is. I mean, she's stuck with Ramona through some dumb shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um you know, and and then I laughed also at the stop getting vaginal rejuvenation because Dorinda was just fixated on Sonia's vagina at this dinner. <laughs> and it, Tinsley did try to chime in at one point and then nobody paid any attention to her or even acknowledged her presence. And so then she was like, yeah, it's best to just shut the fuck up and sit yeah. back because this woman is wild and i love to learn that on her own in a couple seasons wait wait i talked about the coca-cola but i didn't talk about carol my favorite part when carol's like maybe you should slow down on that and she's like no this is coke and she's like oh my god i thought that that was alcohol <laughs> during those like downing the, the glass <laughs> oh my gosh okay. also, like it's i love the scenes where carol goes places without bethany because <laughs> They're still in that same situation. We talked about this a little bit last season where Carol's sort of like up Bethany's ass. And I like that Carol's come out of her shell more. And I feel like she's like given us a little bit of a different side, but I don't always love the energy that the two of them have in the whole group setting. So I, I sort of liked that like Carol was sort of there and like she got to like just sort of be like a witness. Cause if Bethany was there, Bethany would have been like up in it too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we get to see the evolution of Carol during the last couple seasons. Like, we're probably seeing her during her midlife crisis because we see her when she first gets her young and Adam. Then we see her kind of BFF it up with Bethany and kind of travel the world. Then we see her kind of switch her position with Bethany this season and more so be like a real shoulder to cry on almost like her significant other. She filled that void for Bethany. I kind of felt like. Yeah. And then next season, we're going to kind of see the demise of that friendship. And I think that it's really, and, and next season, you know, like at the reunion, they say, Oh, Carol, you're training for the marathon. Carol, who was allergic to exercise when she first came onto the screen. So we're really seeing an evolution of her trying to like find herself, I think now. That's, and I have to say, you like, you made me think about this. I love the Roni women so much because they more than pretty much any other housewives I can think of, they've had real character development take place 
over the course of the show with all of the women, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we started the show, Ramona and Luann were both married to completely different guys, both acting a lot more conservative and stuck up. And I mean, Ramona that are like wild and out. Like Luann's been remarried, like by the end of this season, divorced again, which we find out in the very last episode. But yeah, that's well, what I love is the character growth. And you even see it with like people like Bethany and even Carol, like for her, like f- five or six seasons. You know, I mean, Ramona wore nipple tassels on her last season. There's, I mean, that is where on her first or second season, she was walking off the set because a castmate took nude photos, you know? So it really has just been night and day to kind of see these, these characters develop and also the relationships within each other, just how much Luann and Ramona hated each other at the beginning to where then they both had an understanding because they both went through something of similar nature to now Luann basically being a shield for Ramona and her wild antics up into Ultimate Girls Trip, you know, so it really has been a journey for these gals. And that's why I think we're so invested in them. And that's why this made it the absolute best franchise to do a, to do for a rewatch for our, our premiere, you know, season because they gave, they just give us so much yeah they really do and you have a really good point there about the relationship with Luann and Ramona because I feel like last season or maybe ever since the whole thing with um, Ramona's little friend sleeping in Heather's connected <laughs> room I feel like they have been sort of like on the same playing field unless until Tom came in and kind of fucked that up a little bit but you yeah. know, last season we saw Luann getting coached through apologies by Ramona. And this se- season we're seeing Luann doing that for Ramona because, you know, we're going to talk about this shortly, but like the Bethany and Ramona shit kind of goes on the entire season. I feel like Luann really does not only try to help Ramona, but she also goes to bat for Ramona with the other women. Yeah, she really did kind of stand up as, um, an you know, almost like an ally for her. Because that's another thing we didn't say. Bethany really had a heart on for Ramona this season. And it all came, it all happened due to the fact of, you know, Ramona opening her big fat mouth like she always does. So what I think triggered Bethany this time is maybe because it involved her child but it was really a stupid comment for Bethany to hold on to and we'll get into that a little bit because first I want to touch base on Carol because we were talking about Carol her involvement we learned she's running the marathon you know her and Adam Adam's moved out now so now they're because that's remember she was saying like shacking up shacking up we're not living together we're shacking up So now he's got his own space again. I think they've taken a little bit of a step back, even though they're still traveling and like doing couple-y things together with like Scott and Tinsley. Um, Carol became borderline obsessed with the election this season. It was a fixation for her. I know. Well, and I mean, I can totally understand. I was the same, the same way. I mean, it should probably come as no surprise to you guys. And we're not going to get into the politics of anything, but I'm a Democrat, you know, I'm a gay man. It's, you know, probably yeah. 90% chance I'm going to be a Democrat. And that was particularly tough for me. And even watching it back, it was really tough. Cause I remember like, I was literally Carol on election night. I was like, is that Florida? Is no, that Pennsylvania? I know. Like just dying. And like the, it was sort of interesting though. Cause this is like one of the first times that we've seen 
I mean, that that election and what we've seen in the world since then has been a lot of polarizing information, whether you're on one side or another. I think that everyone could admit that. Yeah. And this was, I think, one of the first times that we've really seen politics being like a major argument between housewives, which it wasn't even necessarily Democrat versus Republican. It was more, I mean, maybe in a way, you know, but Carol didn't appreciate that Ramona wanted to pretend like she was the most you know, up to date on what's happening in the world. Well, and I mean, I don't think it Well, So first of all, I have to say, because I just, you know, honestly, it was life changing for everybody in America. So I don't know. I related with Carol and Dorinda. And I feel like I was like Dorinda in that moment, like that I was I related to Dorinda. um, Because And then we have to also say Carol uninvited Ramona to her election party because she said to her, look, this is like really important to me. And I feel like this is not that important to you. And you think that this is a joke or whatever you think this is like this. I just need to not be bothered by you on this evening. And we obviously believe that Ramona voted for Trump. And at the reunion, they asked everybody who they voted for. And there was only a few people that would say who they voted for. And the folks who said it, we already knew that, right? Um, but, but I, I feel like Beth, so it was Bethany that made the point though, about like, I feel like whoever didn't, was it Bethany that made the point of like, someone made a point of like, I feel like if you didn't say who you voted for, we know you, you voted know who, for Trump. Yeah. And exactly. it's like, yeah, basically. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and you know, I'm not surprised by it, but I just think that that was really, um, it was really what consumed Carol. And then after that took place and the election happened, she was really upset, obviously, as we all were. All, what if that was also were. part of like her downfall with Adam and we just don't realize it? I mean, it could have been, you know, we really just don't even know. And then I feel like we got to see, you know, a little bit of the Carol and the Dorinda dynamics again. We got to see them go to DC together and they got to, they did, a, they marched together. We got to well, see I love seeing Carol with her mom. Too. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. We got to see Carol with her mom and we got to also see her have the conversation with her mom the day after the election when she was really upset that obviously Trump had won. And it was nice to kind of see her lean on her mom and have that connection. Cause that was something that we never heard her speak of. We only heard her speak of her, you know, Anthony and. Yeah. Well, I feel like that was sort of like an amazing thing that we saw with both Carol and Dorinda was that we're getting to see like these conversations with moms and their daughters about what it means to be, you know, in this world with this man that people, you know, don't think is gr- a great, you know, asset for women. Um, so that that's pretty interesting. I, I, there were some points, though, where Carol was really cracking me up in, like, different scenes with Ramona. Because she was talking about, I think they were talking about Tom. And Carol's like, oh, yeah, he's, like, very, like, Trumpy. And he just sort of, like, grabs the women and like, <laughs> pulls them in. And Ramona's like, no, not like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, I just and yeah, they argued where you know Ramona's like, I don't know why you think that you would be more educated about this. I'm very educated. I read the paper every day. And and I feel like Carol's like, that's the problem. You listen to the media, like you don't actually really know what you're talking about. I was a real journalist for my entire life. Like, this is what I do. I take it very seriously. And then when we found out that Tinsley didn't vote. 
Oh my God, the look on Carol's face. I was just like, oh my God, Tinsley, stop talking. But she's like, well, it's especially just for Carol to know that she was in like a battleground state and didn't vote. Like, it was oof. just, it was I just, can't they still became best friends next season. Well, and you know, that, and Carol later goes on to say that they weren't even really friends. Like, that's the thing. Like, Carol was went wild after the seasons. I feel like we're going to have to do an episode just on everything that folks said after their their time. Not a breakthrough, not a breakdown, though. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's the best I ever heard. Um, and now we obviously saw Carol introduce Tinsley to Scott, and Tinsley's the makeout queen. So that's where that friendship kind of developed. I think that Carol maybe wasn't necessarily thinking that that would go into what it went into because they basically went on their first date, and then it was like a five day date. They like went to Vegas and Miami or rubber. Um, and then next thing you know, they're all going, you know, on a trip and he's sending flowers and they're like in love. So it was just that. I mean, that. He does seem like he actually probably was a decent guy. I mean, who knows what their relationship problems were. And I'm sure that they were partially due to like the long distance nature, which what that's going to be a whole different subject for maybe season 11. Yeah. Um, that's season 11. But you know, no, season 12 is actually when that happens. Um, because we get we get Bethany for two more seasons. I keep on forgetting the timeline, guys. We're getting so close to the end, I can't even deal with it. I know it's I loved how Carol was just so invested this season with like she did that thing, uh, you know, the election stuff, hooking up Tinsley and Scott. It was also really beautiful to see Carol go to the Berkshires and like pay respects on like the death anniversary of Richard. Um, and that's something oh that I, I feel like was always missing from the show later on was like, I loved the relationship that Dorinda and Carol had. I forgot. Okay, guys. So um, footnote here. I loved season eight so much and I had so much fun recording our podcast for season eight that I went right into season nine and watched the entire season <laughs> in like days. So Ricky, his memory's a little bit more, his memory's always a little bit more fresh than mine, but his memory's even more fresh than mine because he watched his episodes more recently and I completely forgot about that. First of all, Carol's outfit for that, chic. Like, so chic, like Dorit would say. That was, like, a vibe. The gloves, the leather gloves, everything. But I loved that she showed up. I loved the the thing that Hannah wrote for Richard. Like, having that moment with her parents being there. It was really a good moment. I'm glad you remember that, Ricky. Because I did. I really love, 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 love Dorinda and Carol. Like, ever since they went to London together. And so that's why I thought it was great that they got to go to DC and do the march together this season too. Like they still took time to go away from the group. Cause I think Dorinda knows that's where Carol shines. Yeah. Cause it's like, they're not like overtly like best friends, like a uh, Bethany and Carol, but it's like, yeah. they just, they understand each other and they've had a lot of like similar life experiences and all of that. And I, that's just a, a, a friendship that I really end up missing later on. Yeah. In the show. I think that Dorinda really wants more of a friendship from both De Bethany and Carol and they both give it to her. Um, but I think that they never quite get as close. She never quite gets as close to them as maybe she would really like to. And I feel like Dorinda is such a kind heart and a wonderful soul. So uh, anyways, we love Dorinda as well, but you know, I got to say, we got to touch on, where 
like the craziness really happens because then you've got the dynamic between Bethany and Ramona this season. And Ramona makes a comment very early on in the season when they're having like a dinner about basically Bethany being in some sort of soft porn. And she was curious how it you has seen naked on TV. <laughs> you're doing soft porn. Okay. Yes. Yes. You sound so maybe I should let I you was just this. wondering if anyone's like approached Brent about this or <laughs> and Bethany's response was so perfect. Yeah, Diane Sawyer's already like, on the playground. <laughs> I know that's it. So yes, Ricky, I needed you to do that because that's that. There you go. That's what happened, guys. And you know what, Bethany? I was just really concerned, but you know, really, Bethany, really. Uh, that's what I, I feel like she was just really trying to be a good friend, not. Um, so that fucking flipped out Bethany because you're talking about her kid. And then there is what basically now Bethany made it her mission to keep Ramona out of the inner circle. <laughs> yeah, but I will say that once Ramona sort of explained it at the reunion, it did make me think like, hmm, maybe like, I don't know that. Like, here's the thing with Ramona, and she does a lot of crazy shit this season, like, says some fucked up stuff. I don't necessarily think that Ramona is ever really trying to be malicious or be a bad person. We're just literally seeing her for, for who she is, and she literally cannot help the things that come out of her mouth. She's always been like this. I mean, look back to, like, season one. And how she's always been like just saying stuff and like even like last season, like um you'll like when the psychic's telling Dorinda, you'll never marry John, she's like, Oh, thank God. Like she just cannot help herself. That mouth does not close. And you know what? Bethany's sort of the same way. No, they both don't know when to shut up. And Bethany, it's like, you know, that is the pot calling the kettle black. Cause she really says whatever comes to her mind, you are a whore, you fuck everybody. Like, so she definitely she definitely acts the same way sometimes, just not as maybe in your face as Ramona. Ramona's just all the time. Because to me, I mean, I'm not a parent. So, I mean, everyone out there can let me know if I'm wrong. But I, I feel like what Ramona said wasn't really even. It wasn't even directed it at wasn't really the like about the child. Like the child was just like brought up because like what Ramona explains at the reunion, why she brought it up and what makes sense to me, because I remember reading about this after the first reunion so going back to what Ariel said, Alex McCord had naked photos leak. Ramona, they ask about the reunion. Ramona walks off. Apparently her school was like threatening to kick um, Avery out of school Yep. because of that. And I could see that happening at some of these like prestigious schools. Like if you're on reality TV and involved with people that we don't want you to be involved with, this isn't public school. We can send you elsewhere elsewhere because of that yeah well we talked about this on one of our episodes in the earlier seasons because in the maybe it was our very first podcast episode because um brandy redmond from dallas her daughter got yeah. kicked out of her private school her catholic school because brandy on television called wine jesus juice yep and that got her daughter kicked out of school so there are repercussions to these schools that you know Parents pay a lot of money to send their children to these establishments. And if you are a bad look for them, you're just another face in the crowd that you think that they don't, they give a shit about Ramona singer. They're dealing with like stings kids and like celebrities, like real, like, you know, like 
real people. I just said Sting because it was from an episode of Friends, but um, <laughs> like I mean, they, real celebrity children there. Yeah, and I mean, I will say the the one part where Paris Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like those were the kids that they were really dealing with, you know? Yeah, exactly. But for real, I feel like with the whole Bethany and Ramona thing, Bethany just clung on to the fact that Ramona said the word Bryn. And, and I feel she did. And I feel like I appreciate also at the reunion when everyone's like, I don't think that she like meant anything like bad by it or like, you know, like, why didn't you just shut it down? Like you always do. Exactly. Like, that like, was like the thing is like Bethany's usually like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you know, and then Ramona just sort of went hey, and just like shrugged her shoulders like she always does and shakes her head like, I don't know what's going on. That's exactly what happened. But th so I think that that was the story. That was where it all started. Right. Between Bethany and Ramona again for the eight millionth time, because those two are just love to be frenemies. Um, but I will say this. Luann, while she was, I'm going to say, well, now we're going to take shift to Luann because Luann, while she was super annoying last season, I enjoyed her this season. Um, even though she did get married and stuff this season and was like with Tom, she wasn't quite as annoying this season, was she? It's like half and half. I feel like leading, well, I don't know. I was going to say only until we get to the wedding, but even then after the wedding, because with Luann, she keeps on doing this shit with like, I just got married. Why didn't I get the bridal suite? Like, how was how was refresh my memory? Because I can really firmly see Bethany and her dynamic with Ramona. But when did Bethany's dynamic with Luann shift? Well, so you know, I because we I, see her get introduced to Tom. They're still sort of standoffish for a little bit. We do eventually get to see her um, introduced to Tom. That's at um, Ramona's. No, that's not at Ramona's housewarming because it has to be later than that because Ramona did or Bethany did not go to Ramona's housewarming because that was right after they got into that fight. But so they didn't invite each other to. There was a, a several little. There was a lot things. of different little things mixed in there where they didn't invite each they other. Because, you know, of course, like with housewives, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Um, yeah, but... I, mean, I can't remember. I can't remember. I may have to because I was I remember seeing all of a sudden where Luann was just really and I don't feel like she was overly trying to be like friends with. Bethany like how it was like awkward last season with like her and Carol and her and Bethany I felt like they finally maybe Luann was just self-absorbed and Bethany was kind of like all right I blew up I blew up Luann's life last season I'm gonna redirect and I'm gonna target somebody else this season <laughs> she did have that whole com uh, conversation with Luann and the Berkshires about like I don't think you're making the right decision and all of that like I think you should like back out because like Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, one of the undertones throughout this whole season is that even though legally Bethany is like, well, not even legally, I guess, but like as far as like the dis dissolution of their marriage, that is over for Bethany and Jason. Like assets have split, custody's worked out, all of that. But now he's apparently just stalking her. Yeah. And that's and like that, so we sad. keep on getting little sprinkles of his stalking incidents throughout and nice. So that's like, Bethany does really like have like a breakdown talking to Luann about how she doesn't think she should do it and all of that. And, you know, of course, Luann's like, darling, just because your marriage in a bad doesn't mean mine will. Yeah. You know, you yeah, they did have that conversation. And I feel like I feel like Bethany had a lot of personal stuff going on this season. And maybe since it was the spotlight, 
um, and it so much uh, the past couple seasons. I think that she was trying to really keep it quiet if it wasn't going to be in the news, which we eventually see it does get the art. She only really tells Carol what's going on. Um, but yeah, so, so, you know, Luann goes dress shopping the season, you know, she eventually does get married guys. And like we said, we find out three days after the reunion, she files for divorce from Tom, but they take us through a little bit of the process. And I'm kind of glad that they didn't like bombard us with it. We got to see her go dress shopping. They introduced us to, um, you know, all the bridesmaids dresses. So we, I thought Dorinda looked really pretty. We got to see like a little home video clip, but then, you know, they gave us like the doubt with Barbara. They showed us Barbara, which yeah, I thought was like we don't actually. I forgot that it was her because I remember there was someone because that would that's what I'm thinking. It was at Ramona's housewarming party. Yeah, they no. I at Ramona's housewarming party. There, well, no. Or was it a Christmas? It was a Christmas party. party, party. I was going to say because had because Carol talks to Barbara. Oh yeah, and like, what are you going to do around, over Christmas? And yeah, and are then, you going to Luann's wedding? And yeah, she's like, I'll be at the wedding, but I can't believe like she's even marrying him. She'd rather, you know, go through with the wedding than cancel it. And you know, and, and basically, they're not like the camera's not on them, but they're mic'd so we can hear what's there, what's going on. And I, so that's interesting. If Barbara is mic'd and then she just intentionally goes and talks shit. And it's moments like that that make me wish that I could be a producer for Bravo just so I could hear like all of those random conversations that like, because, you know, oftentimes they don't tr try to show us what what they usually do. Bravo, no offense to Bravo. They usually won't show clips like that. They'll usually try to show like weird things where it's like you see the person from behind and they're acting like they're saying it in that moment. But they're not. And right? they're not, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> so basically, we get to see that, you know, Luann gets her happily ever after for however many weeks. Um, <clears throat> and Longer than Kim Kardashian the first time, right? Yes, it was. And, you know, they didn't bombard us with Tom this season, like, actually having to see his bald head and his face on the screen a million times. But, you know, uh, Luann didn't invite anybody to her wedding. Nobody went. Ramona was like dwelling on not being invited. Oh, Dorinda. Oh, Dorinda. Obviously, because Dorinda was in the wedding. So yeah. sorry. Yeah. So Dorinda. Which I did love Dorinda like shading the fact that she has to be a bridesmaid at like. Yeah. But her dress was. Something. Her dress was pretty, but I was still like, wow, Dorinda looked really, really pretty. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely thought it was. It's weird. You're in your 50s and you're a bridesmaid, but. And listen, yeah, Dorinda's it. a better friend than I could ever be because I wouldn't want to be doing any sort of like bridesmaid, anything like that, much less have to deal with Luann about this wedding. Because like, you know, Luann talks about how like the first time she was married, she just got eloped and all of that. So I can understand why she's excited, but it became a lot because it's like, you know, we got the stuff like we got the yacht and yeah. um, just like the bride shopping. And then, like I said, like, even after she gets married, it's not really over because then we're like, why didn't I have the best room? I just got married. And it's like, I know. When is that a reason? I know. So entitled. And, you know, Sonia. Okay. So, so, so let, let's Bethany's like, I just got divorced. Where's my room? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. My husband, my ex-husband is currently stalking me and I need safe shelter. Where's my, my private suite. 
Um, so, I mean, okay, so basically none of the gals outside of Dorinda go to her wedding. It was Tom's 50th. It was New Year's Eve. It was, you know, apparently Sonia wasn't going to be able to go. Um, so she kept saying she was invited. She was invited. But Luann was like, no, I took away your invite. You were not. I never even mailed it out to you. She goes, well, that's because I said I wasn't going to be able to go. She's like, no, I wasn't going to invite you because you were running your mouth. I did love how like she sort of got caught at the reunion when she was like, well, why would you think you'd be invited? She's like, well, I got to save the date. And everyone's like, oh, well, you got to save the date. Like, yeah, she should she should have been invited. Yeah, yeah. If she got to save the date, I missed that part. I didn't see that. Um, like, so if you're going to send the save the date to the person and then you change your mind about inviting him, that warrants a conversation. A hundred percent. And that was a hundred percent Luann's insecurity because the entire season, all the housewives continuous, continuously hear stories of his um, unfaithfulness. And that was leading up to the wedding. And even after the wedding, there were many transgressions and he was just very, and everybody's face in public places. And there was no way that this, this wedding was going to work. This well, marriage like, was Ramona was like definitely playing Nancy Drew in this whole situation because she was apparently calling his friends and trying to dig up dirt. She was bringing that Missy chick every chance she could. Yeah. To, like those so events. Weird. It was at her housewarming where she was like, oh, what's that on your finger? And he's like, oh, it's like a collar. I'm like a dog with a collar, whatever. And it's like. So inappropriate. And so and so Luann says at the reunion that she watched some of the episodes like the night before the reunion. And obviously she got pissed off at him and she stayed at a hotel the night before the reunion. So I mean, just imagine like if you had just gotten married to someone that you think is the love of your life, you're refinding love. You just get married or you're on your way to getting married. You think that he's like just the right guy. And you're just so sure. Just imagine like watching that on television and you haven't been married like a full year. Imagine watching him saying those things to like another woman and like another woman and like acting the way he does towards women. It's despicable. It's that, that would be absolutely heartbreaking. So I just felt really, really bad for Luann. And I think she was hoping for her happy ending. And unfortunately, that didn't happen for her. but And I agree with Barbara. I think that she was on the road to marriage and she knew that she couldn't stop then. Yep. Nope. That's exactly, that's exactly what that was. So, I mean, you know, you win some, you lose some shit yeah. happens. Well, and, and so like that sort of like continues in the Berkshires. Cause so Luann doesn't get the fish room this season. I thought it was a season, but it wasn't. I really thought it was too, because I thought that it, the whole shtick was her being like, I just got married, darling. Why would you put me in the fish room? Maybe she didn't want the fish room after she got arrested and she had gone through a hard time and rehab and everything. So maybe that's when it was. Because I feel like the the Berkshires are always super eventful. And while I always love the Berkshire epi Berkshires episodes, the Berserkshires, I felt like this wasn't as intense as they normally are. I mean... I mean, you can't top last season, the one no. night that lasted 50 years. No, because this was like, it, that was, that one night was three episodes last season. Like, that was miraculous. That was amazing. You know, that was TV gold. But like, I feel like this was just a run on sentence for me. I feel like it was just a continuation of Bethany and Ramona just going at each other, not making any sense, really fighting over something that was so stupid. And I think the one good thing that came out of this Berkshire's trip was that we got one of the classic lines I was talking about. 
Which one? Well, we got uh, Bethany telling everybody, mention it all while she's got her legs spread wide eagle on the couch as, you know, because Ramona didn't want to. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Ramona didn't want to mention it. She just didn't want to mention it, you know? Um, That's just, that's. Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow. Yes. So that was, that was. I just could not believe the nerves of Ramona. Like, it's so, like, you know, like I said, I don't think she was being shady originally, but after Bethany didn't take it well and decided to, like, fight with her, that's when Ramona takes things too fucking far. Well, and Ramona was fucking rocked. Yeah, she was fucking rocked. That's always a problem in the Berkshires when these arguments happen. And, you know, she was saying that Bethany had never had success until she fucked and... Yep, and she had money and she was self-made and she had a house and her first million by the age of blah, 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 blah. And you didn't have money until... You didn't have success or money until you fucked. That's what she told me. It sounds like, you know, that's basically the storyline we're getting for Lisa Barlow in season three of Salt Lake City that's coming up, but... Um, Carol was maybe that's how Bethany and uh, Lisa Barlow know each other. Did you did you notice that Carol's <laughs> reaction? Entrepreneurial whorehouse. There, there was. you go. The fucking horse stick together. No, I'm just joking. Gotta love it. Hey, this is the thing. They are trying to knock strong businesswoman. Lisa Barlow doesn't need to go on her knees and suck or fuck anybody to get her products on anybody's shelves, okay? And, and neither does fucking Bethany. And neither does Bethany Frankel. So for anybody who wants to go and say those things, that just shows so much about them and their character. And that to me, and like, I can't wait till we could talk Salt Lake City, but like that to me is just like so far fetched that these are like you guys are just throwing stuff at walls to see what sticks, you know? And it's like, okay, Ramona, how long like and and I really did think Ramona had this in her pocket and this was her little ammo, but like you said, once we saw her at the reunion and she gave her explanation of it, I was like, okay, well, I could actually see that being the case too. You know, so I mean I don't know. I still don't think she went through it in a tactful way by any means. No, but I mean, she never does, though. But what did you think? Okay, so I had a really cringe moment from the Berkshires that didn't sit well with me. And I, do you know what I'm going to say right now? Because I was disgusted by the fact that Sonia went into the guest closet at Dorinda's home and pulled out a pair of silk pajamas that were tucked away and sealed i can't believe dorinda did not lose her shit on sonia dorinda's like where'd you get those from those pajamas ladies and gentlemen came from dorinda's late husband richard who would when he would travel to certain places buy her a particular pajama set silk pajama set and she says that she has not worn them since richard died sonia goes they're in my closet. And Dorinda's like, newsflash, every closet in that house is my closet. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I And then the fact that Sonia... I just can't even imagine like what that scene would have been like if we could have seen it. Like Sonia drunk at the end of the night. Or maybe it was like super drunk, still hungover in the morning. Being like, I need to put something on so I can go down for breakfast. And then she's like, oh wait, what's in these bags? It looks like there's some pajamas. 
like you never really know what was going through that woman's mind. But the thing that really is upsetting to me is that she never apologized. She never had them cleaned, nor did she return them. Yep. That she gets a double whammy of that because then Ramona fucking like wrecks the paint job and the walls because the production lights were apparently on and instead of unplugging it, she ripped it down, which it's like that still didn't turn it off. So what'd you do? Take out the whole lamp and throw it out in the outside? What happened? I know she totally and she never apologized to Dorinda. So basically they're like, you you vandalized my home and, and then, then fucking, didn't acknowledge it. They didn't even really talk about it, but Carol nearly burned down her house the night before because they decided to start that fire. And Carol's like bragging about this fucking fire. And I already knew from the previews and from seeing this season before that like it doesn't work and the room fills with smoke. (laughs) But like watching it back, it's like the room is damn smoky well before (laughs) Dorinda even comes in there. And it's like the fact that no one notices to open the window and like the And Dorinda's like, uh, hey, I don't think that fireplace works. Like, oh my god, that was yeah, I forgot about that. That was a good one. Dorinda was this also the season? Cool, way more than she could have. Yeah, and things like that, especially when it comes to her house. Was this also the season where fucking Luann almost burnt her eyebrows off? This. <laughs> That's in our next little trip. Oh my we god, we're in so many different locations this season, guys. Yes, yes, um, it was. It definitely was, a, and I feel like. So I feel like this season had more trips than the normal season, or maybe they were just more. Cause this is honestly the Berkshires. They were fun, uneventful Vermont fun, but kind of uneventful, but tequila like took us home. And I feel like we've had a couple of those over the past couple seasons, like the little lame Miami trips or like, you know, but I felt like Vermont was fun. Felt like Vermont was Vermont a, was definitely like a nice little girls like, trip, a nice little sidebar. Yeah, like I mean, it was like a sleepover. It was like a pajama party. I kind of felt like you know, with a little bit of a fun activity. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You know what else we forgot to talk about? Because we cannot have a season of freaking Roni without a cameo from the one and only Jill Zarin. <laughs> I know, and as much as I love Jill, I do have to say I didn't necessarily enjoy this particular all this particular pop-up and i am not guys don't get me wrong i'm not the person to defend ramona but she came in and she was being so hot for ramona i don't know if she thought she was bringing in a storyline but there is a perfect example of jill being thirsty um, I'll tell you that she looked phenomenal. She looked great. She looked vibrant. She was looking really good. Um, I think that that was before Bobby got sick, maybe right before Bobby got sick. Um, so I was always happy to see Bobby, but she really did come in hot. And we're curious if the way that Jill handled herself, cause it was Jill and Bobby, uh, Luann and Tom and Dorinda and John at that dinner with maybe another guests that we you know a couple that we don't know um but i feel like that might have really turned dorinda off on the way that jill came in talking about ramona and just such an ill like really unfounded there was really no reason for her to just come in like that and just start talking so much shit when you know that that's dorinda's friend And I mean, we all know, like, everyone knows Tom's not a great guy. So it's like, I I mean, I know that everyone's just trying to be a good friend to Luann. But it's like, 
trash talking someone else that is voicing their concerns, whether they're genuine concerns or just bitch concerns, doesn't it just doesn't really sit well, you know? Luann lived for it. Luann lived for it. She ate it she, up. She really did because I mean she needed an outlet for for that aggression that she still has about Ramona because Ramona, you know, she comes in, she's like, Ramona's been saying that people are taking bets on if the wedding's going to happen or not. And it's like Luann does have money on that bet that it's going to happen, but she knows she's going to divorce him is how it almost feels like when you watch it like in hindsight or something and hearing Barbara yeah. being like, she'll just go through it and get divorced. Isn't And that's what's like sad too. You know, when I was watching it the first time around, it was like, oh, Luann, you're pathetic, you know, but I watch it and I'm like, God, that's really sad. Like she's at that age and she's still finding herself in that situation where it gets worse, you know? I do feel like this is a perfect example though, of like in two different ways. It's a perfect example of like Dorinda is a loyal, good friend because first of all, she stuck with Luann and like was like shipping her and Tom till the very end. But remember she asked her, she said, look, because that was, you know, one thing that we did say when they were in the Berkshires they all had their rumors of Tom and they said, you know, we're not doing this again. We're taking it to Dorinda this time. And Dorinda took it to Luann. And the way that Dorinda took it to Luann was very like, look, this is what people are saying. If you love him and you are happy, I am happy for you. You are a grown ass woman. You're going to make your own decisions. Here is what I'm telling you because I feel like now I'm obligated to tell this to you. Yep. And so there's that example. And then I feel like also like when Jill's talking shit about Ramona, you know, Dorinda's pissed at Ramona because she just fucked up that room at her house in the Berkshires at Bluestone Manor. Yeah. But she still doesn't want to hear someone talking this kind of shit about Ramona. Yeah. I just, I did, it just that. I almost felt like why, why is Jill here? Why did they bring her? I don't know if they put her up to it. But I just this is the first time we've seen her since season four. Yeah. And we all know that like a lot of the speculation about why they were asked to leave the show is that they felt like that side of the cast was sort of bullying the other side. Well, I think that they were. And that was a huge cast shakeup. I don't know. That whole thing was weird because then that was around the time that then Luann, I think she was really playing Switzerland because then she went friend of, then she came back. I mean, that's a perfect example of being Switzerland. Even the producers didn't know where she stood, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I also love that that whole dinner that Jill was at was at fully because that's like another callback to the early seasons. Like Bethany took a guy that she went on a date with to there. Wait, so it was Philippe. Philippe is the one, is Philippe the restaurant where they have um, the dinner where Clip is born? No, that's at a different restaurant. Oh. That's when they end up going to the Bronx. But another thing that we forgot to mention, because, you know, another cameo that we get every single season is Mr. Harry Dubin. And we saw him at Ramona's housewarming party, too. The same place that like we're getting some like good stuff out of Tom and Luann. But it's funny because Tinsley comes with her mom, which first of all, I, it cracks me up even when they show this at the reunion. Ramona's got her slick back hair. Yeah. And her mom's like, oh, that's quite stunning. 
I know. And Tinsley even laughs at the reunion. She's like, oh, my God, Mom. Like, <laughs> because it's so bad. That hairstyle was the worst I've ever seen. Remote. And she's done that a few times. <laughs> she didn't learn. Yeah, she did not. But the reason I feel like this is worth the callback is because we talked a little bit about this when we talked with Kelly about Tinsley. But at that party, um, Tinsley sees Harry Dubin. Of course, he's there. Um, and we and Tinsley knows him, which was sort of weird because like first time watching, it's like, what the fuck? They know each other, too. Like he really gets around. But she says that he know that she met um, Harry Dubin back in the days when she was hanging out with Kelly. I didn't catch that. I did. And because then they showed like a picture of like Tinsley and Kelly. And I was like, wait a minute. So Kelly knows Harry Dubin too. Like, Oh my gosh. Damn it. I missed that. <laughs> I just, that moment I was like, I cannot believe that Kelly knows him too. And how the fuck does she even know him? I need to know. So, so does it mean she knows so, Aviva? So Harry Dubin is technically the male version of um, Anna Delvey. I feel like everybody knows Anna Delvey. Like, does Anna Delvey and Harry Dubin know each other? That's the question. I need to know. See, it always goes back to Anna Delvey. So, but for real, maybe, oh my God, though, wait. Was Bethany involved in the casting of Aviva at all? Like, you remember? Because Bethany even didn't even know, like, say, Leah. But she recommended Leah as one of the names to be a housewife was. I think she might have been. Then I then there goes maybe there's your not necessarily answers your question, but there's a link, another link. So maybe Bethany did know Aviva. Which is just really interesting. I, the it's way the world. That, that's why, again, this is another reason why I love New York. Not only are the women connected a long time in so many different ways, like Tinsley knows Sonia but she also knows Kelly and like through different ways, but she doesn't know them like mutually. Like, and then you have people like Harry Dubin who knows <laughs> fucking he's <laughs> like half of the cast, the entire cast start from the beginning of real housewives of New York. Probably. I mean, Alex McCord is really missing out. It really <laughs> like, is. If she didn't, if she wasn't attached to Simon from the get, she could have had a chance at Harry too. I know. And it, you know what? That to me, I forgot how uh, important that dinner was. I Or maybe not necessarily important, entertaining. I forgot how entertaining that was. And I think I m mixed that with the mafia dinner. I think I confused the two of those. No, those are the same. Are they the same? They're the same. Where we clip... Well, That's I the same because like... they go up to the Bronx. Yeah. Okay. Bethany picks... It's actually a lunch that Bethany arranges. Okay. So guys, I drink wine sometimes when I watch these things. So sometimes I forget, but it happens. So okay. you just get carried away at the girls. You watch them, you watch them having a drink. You're like, I'll take a few too. I know. Next thing you know, I'm like, Ooh, Rose all day. Um, and I'm not drinking the Fose. So I thought that that was pretty funny because that just restarted the issue between Sonia and Dorinda. Yeah. And next thing you know, Dorinda was losing her shit, screaming once again in Sonia's face across the table, pointing, pointing at her. But this time it started because Sonia is now alleging that she wasn't, which I mean, how did this not come up sooner? 
I know. Sonia's alleging that she's now not the only person to be like showing interest in doing that tipsy girl Prosecco from last season. Because allegedly Ramona wanted in on it, which I mean, I can see that. I, I can see I can see Ramona wanting to. I don't know if she only didn't do it because she saw what happened when Sonya got involved, or maybe there was some sort of conflict of interest. Because I think her Ramona Pino still exists at this time in the show. I feel like that is not true because there's no way we would have not heard about multiple castmates. And why did she say the same thing at the time? When Bethany was literally tearing Sonia a new asshole. We've never seen anybody berate like Sonia like that. Like that was yeah. insane. So the fact that Sonia would have thrown herself a lifeline and been like, it wasn't just me. It was Dorinda and Ramona too. And Sonia did not say that. I don't believe it. And also just because John Medesian says that she's 100% and doesn't mean Dorinda said, I mean, we hear in a couple seasons, Dorinda's having a whole like yelling fest at John about running game behind her back. So, I mean, this could be an example of John running game behind her back. You know what I'm wondering though? Why did Sonia choose this moment to drop this bomb when she knows that they're getting ready to go on not one, but two trips? Yep. So like, it's, why? It's when we finally got to a good place with Dorinda and Dorinda destroyed you at the beginning of the season at, in the Hamptons. Why? But whatever the reason was, thank you, Bravo Gods and Sonia Rita, because next thing you know, Dorinda screaming over the table, you know, you're in bankruptcy. You're bankrupt. I have your papers for fraud. <laughs> Here's my coat check. Why don't you go grab it? Like, oh, it was so good. It was. And then she obviously wanted Sonia to shut the fuck up. And so then that was where Clip was born. Next thing you know. Clip! 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 <laughs> but my absolute favorite part of, okay, first of all, we have to set this up. They're just, go, like, they're just going at it. And Bethany and Carol and Tinsley were just like laughing. Was And Ramona and Lou, were they there? Luann was there. Ramona was not. I don't remember Ramona being there, but all I remember is Bethany, Carol, and Tinsley having pure entertainment. They were cracking up. Cracking up. And then next thing you know, but my favorites, when Dorinda stands up and she literally just like hits her crotch and she's just like, hostess with the mostest. <laughs> like slams down like they did in freaking WWE. Like, <laughs> you know. And like Dorinda is so gangster. I mean, when I, so here's the thing. Everyone talks about like on the Ultimate Girls Trip Part 2 where they're in the Berkshires. Everyone talks about Dorinda being so unhinged and so mean. It's like, nah, these girls up here on they're Ultimate soft. Girls Trip 2, they're soft. They're soft. Those bitches these are bitches soft. These bitches are soft. Like imagine, like Dorinda has gone in so much harder. When that happened, Bethany was on the floor almost. Like she was bent over in her chair dying laughing the other women kyle would have been running out of the room like i mean if you just take any of these other housewife franchises like these 
girls are soft. Everybody is soft next to these rony girls because they're the villain. always do this shit that's like, shut your mouth, you whore. I can't wait till we get to the family crest next season. Oh, oh the Morgan letters, all that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. God, they really carried on as the seasons went, huh? They really did. And I feel like, because I mean, I feel like it all started with during the first it? season when she's talking about, like, I used to party with Madonna and John John. She's like, well, John John's dead. So that's kind of tough. Yep. And then <laughs> we went to not being invited to the Berkshires. And I listen, think- guys, it's the sort of this, it's exactly what I've talked about before when I talked about how, okay, so Dorinda is one of the few people that can actually give credibility to Sonia's like international glamour lifestyle. I mean, obviously she had it. We know she was married to a Morgan, but like a lot of times when she's talking about it, it sounds delusional. But Dorinda and Sonia know each other from caroline stanbury like that's how they had first heard about each other so like dorinda has been not maybe at the exact same level as sonia but she's lived in that elite circle before so it's like dorinda just like has like a whole different approach to it and she thinks that like it's just crazy because next season we're also going to get into the whole fight about is death better than divorce (laughs) So that was one of the, that clip is one of the very first um, posts I ever put on my Bravo and T Instagram page. Like I made a compilation. I may have to repost it just at, you know, just in honor of the upcoming season 10. Cause it was that, that shit was that good. Um, Okay. So that was a fun little dinner. They lost their shit. I think that they're like, all right, we're fine again. Um, And then, we head to Vermont, which was just a fun little like weekend trip, right? And yeah, um, my highs for that ep- little trip, I just want to say, was seeing Dorinda and Carol stay back again and have a little just like powwow. Like, like if I was going to a ski lodge, that's what I'm doing. I'm not skiing. I'm gonna be like cozy. I'm going straight to the Opry ski. Cozy, going yes, chilling. Maybe play a little board game. Have a little you know, spiked Irish coffee or something. That's, and I, and so I like to get to see them kind of bond again together. So we got a few bonding moments from them this season. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and that trip was also just really funny. I mean, Ramona skiing and Tinsley's like flying down the mountain. She's like, Tinsley, you're too close. Oh my gosh. If she would have taken a tip from Kathy Hilton, she could just stick her arms out and yeah. people could be scared of Ramona. That's how you get Tinsley away from. And Tinsley's like, oh my God, I can't fucking do anything right with you bitches. They are always just picking on her. It's like we- old, like naggy cunts. Yeah. And you guys have to also remember that, you know, they keep Ramona and Sonia keep making all these comments about how Tinsley's so unappreciative, ungrateful guests. She should give her a gift. She should be giving Sonia gifts. And then we even see a clip with Tinsley and her mom and her mom even saying Dale's like, well, are you taking her like little treats and little cookies? And obviously we see Tinsley is not. Um, but I mean, which is like, come on, Tinsley, you should know a little bit better. Just send her a fucking tin of cookies. God damn it. You know what I mean? Like send an edible arrangement or something. It's not that serious. Bring her home a can of caviar or something. Yeah, something, a can. Throw a dog a bone. Yeah, anything. But, you know, so I feel like the Vermont trip was just another trip for them to like 
kind of mess with their little sister. That's what I kind of almost, they treat her almost like a little kid, like the little sister of the group. But well, they got rocked that trip too. It was so funny during that trip too, because they were playing Truth or Dare and like, I feel like the question was more of a joke. And they're like, how old were you when you first had <laughs> anal? And she's like, well, I was married, so I don't have a problem with that. I know. I know. And <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Dorinda, and you can see she's like chewing and she's completely caught off guard. Like, what is happening right now? Um, and that's the moment she knew that she was probably never going to like Tinsley. <laughs> Oh my god, that but that was a fun like dinner. And I loved when we watched them at the reunion rewatch the clips from that dinner. They like were cracking up. Yeah. And I mean, I feel bad because Tinsley did probably get in a little bit of trouble with her ex, but you oh, know she said that. Yeah, she did say it that. is what it is. But it, didn't you get so funny? Didn't you get like I know like there was, you know, not I know we have a million girls trips, but I feel like this was like more of like a sleepover vibe, like the same kind of vibe I got a couple seasons ago when they went to London, all of them. Wait, was it London that they yeah. were? I mean, yeah. that's sort of what it was, because I mean, it was basically Bethany would decide she was going to go to Vermont and if anyone else wanted to come along. And she's like, well, I don't own Vermont, so I can't disinvite anyone because like this is the first trip that Bethany's trying to avoid inviting Ramona on. And yeah. Ramon, Ramona is such a bitch. She's like, well, I prefer to ski Aspen. I know. Which also, why have the girls from New York never gone somewhere like Aspen or Vail? Like, I feel like they've the, the only time they've gone west is fucking Montana. No, I know. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. I wonder why. I don't know. I feel like I'm always curious how they pick the locations for these trips. But I do think that you know, Vermont was fun. It was a little uneventful and it was just basically leading us up to um, what was going on with Bethany and her ex. That's when we find out that he's, you know, they're putting the restraining orders and now it's leaked to the public. That's when Carol's telling Dorinda and then it kind of goes to the other group. And you hear Bethany say, I don't care if the other girls know, but it's like now he's coming to the school ground and stuff like that and harassing her. And that's a lot to deal with. And the fact that Bethany did not talk about any of that stuff is really is got to just be fucking exhausting, you know, having to 100%. deal with, all of that. you know, and then like how Carol said things like how Jason would like, you know, Bethany would call Jason to talk to Bryn and Jason would like turn the phone to the wall or, uh -huh. you know, or just like weird, weird things you know almost it's like antagonizing her yeah because so he knows that sad. she's a very reactive person and, and i'm sure it was really hard for her to learn to like i've got to like not give him any energy she had to show him restraint or he was going to use it against her to take her daughter away from her yeah. so she really had no choice and that was the most precious thing because you could say whatever you want about bethany but she loves her kid and that is very very clear so I think that that was really kind of rough to see. But then, you know, I feel like we come back. Everybody kind of gets, you know, I felt like we had a little bit of filler after the Vermont trip that just basically got us ready for the trip of all trips. And yeah, like we had to get like iced before we like heated up. Well, also, don't forget, Ramona had to go get this crazy ass facial. So she needed a few days to go get this Your face facial. looks like a pizza, pizza pie with, with no, no cheese. <laughs> oh, like it was so disgusting. And I have to tell you guys, I just got a new TV. <laughs> and that shit oh, is God. That shit is crispy. 
too many details. And I no, I'm saying like my my the screen is crispy. Meaning like that 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 picture is like yeah, that's so what damn good. like it's like too high def. It was too high <laughs> def. That scene in high def. It was too high def, guys. Like I was like. Ooh. Like, oh my god, I didn't remember seeing all that extra skin on that chin. Like, it was a lot. So I didn't remember either. Like, her face is so red. It li literally looks like someone, like, threw, like, acid on her face. <laughs> it so Like, it's wild. She said it was like a bit, she had this, the scarf over her face. <laughs> like, she's like Michael Jackson. It was yeah. just, like, it was a lot. But, okay, so the trip, so we hit, so, you know, this was the trip that we've been waiting for. This was the trip that, um... Bethany went ahead and she, okay, guys, we all know that they make every season somebody a host of the trip. We all know that these are Bravo trips and that Bravo pays for them, um, but they put like one person in charge to be the hostess. And since last year, this trip was supposed to take place for Bethany and then she got really sick. She really wanted to make it happen. And this was a trip that they based around her business. So I really do think that since there was shit going on for Bethany in actual tequila, Mexico, she really had a right to say this was her trip. She chartered helicopters. Okay. Nobody else has chartered any helicopters when they went on trips. She had tours she had a bomb-ass villa, which I'm pretty sure she probably upgraded. And she basically went above and beyond to make sure that everything was taken care of for every single person on this trip. So and Bethany's like, hostess with the mostest who? <laughs> I know. And then Ramona's like, why do we keep saying this is Bethany's trip? We all know that this which is... I mean, she's not wrong. Like, that entire time that they were having the whole argument of, like, am I invited on the trip or not? And it's like... She's going to end up being invited on the trip because this is like a trip a for trip. a TV show. Right. The difference is, and from what I understand, they can sometimes, so you were talking about like the destinations earlier. What I've heard is that they give them a budget and someone's essentially like put in charge of like, like production picks someone to like, let this be like their trip. Right. Even though they're not actually paying for it, they just sort of get to pick it out. Yeah, but sometimes they upgrade stuff, right? Like, but, like yeah, Kyle and the them, housewives like have the options of throwing in extra money, which is like why with like, you know, Beverly Hills, like you're saying, like they in Dubai, they upgraded to like a $35,000 a night suite. And it's like to Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle, that was nothing. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. And I think that Bethany is maybe one of the only other housewives that would maybe do that because like i said like while they give everybody you know the opportunity to be a host whether you're getting the finale party or you're getting the trip you know everybody gets a turn at doing something but bethany went above and beyond she got the helicopters and then she based a work trip around it too you know this was also something that she really had skinny girl she just did not miss an opportunity to brand her product like god this woman is a fucking genius you know well, this is also still like when bravo is doing a really good job of like making the trip seem like more organic and bethany really helped them with that because it's like how about we go to mexico i need to go there anyways to see where like let's go see where skinny girls made and it's like for her it's a huge branding opportunity right. to basically like have an entire episode filmed about how her products are made that are shipped yeah. to the United States. I know. 
I know it was, I mean, and really, and then we get like all the extra added theatrics. Then we get all the extra added theatrics of Ramona, like actually asking the questions when they're on the like agave field, and like all this stuff. It's just, it's too good. So we start this trip with um, Bethany with the flu, uh, Ramona with the pizza pie, no cheese face, also almost shitting herself. As and, usual. As usual. Um, so it was definitely, a, it was already a, off to a great start. They get to this beautiful house. They didn't waste any time. Hilarious when Sonia goes to take a sip of the welcome drink. And she goes, is there alcohol in this? And he goes, oh, yes, no, there is alcohol. And she takes the biggest sip. And then she's like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and then leaves it on the tray and you see the guy crack up and just like okay keeps the drink but obviously we know that she does not keep that sober vibe going. And, and this and this is also like upon arrival the first time that i think that it was a lot less cute what ramona and sonia were trying with the rooms because before it's like okay like yeah sure let them go ahead and like do this whole like everything's up for grabs because the problem is no one has made a system before to establish a fair way of getting the rooms. And the way that Tinsley does it next season is yeah. quite brilliant. The best. We'll Blue get, boxes. We won't, we won't spoil it, but... <laughs> I did. We'll <laughs> I spoiled it, guys. And it was good. You know, she she she's not as dumb as she looks. She made, it, she made it like a gift at the same time. Yep, yep. Bethany doing the pieces of paper and that just, you know, that rubbed Ramona so wrong. And she was trying the same shit that we saw her do in the first Ultimate Girls trip. Yeah. Where the first thing she does, she runs and like pees. Yeah, you know, she did mark you know, her territory. You know what a dumb bitch is going to do when they first get to a place? They're going to mark their territory and piss. Who got into, oh, that was um, Adriana in Miami. I was like, who got into a bathtub? That was Adriana that that did that. That's some shit Ramona would do, though. Yeah. No, I thought that that was really, and, and then Bethany's just acting so dumbfounded that, you know, they were acting like that. Sonia really jumped on that train, though, and she was not very nice. She was really, that was the iconic line where they ask her how would you behave how would you think would you behave like this or would your daughter behave like this she's like oh no my daughter would never act like she's this. like absolutely not <laughs> never like you know sonia, we got a weird sonia this season and i feel like we continue to see that like it was almost like she was like too she was almost trying to like i don't know ramona went harder to her angles and sonia sort of went harder a lot like she was getting towed along with that but you know, Sonia gets a little unhinged when they take a house. You know, that's what she likes to say. You know, we're allowed to do certain things when we take a house. You know, that's just girls behaving badly. Yeah, as opposed it's to a girl's trip. Yeah. So we know that she really does probably give us her her most ramped up version of herself. But she definitely did not. It wasn't a cute look. Like Bethany was like, this isn't cute. Because then they started, like, coming for Tinsley about how you should have given me. So, like, the way that they pick the rooms is, you know, they all draw numbers. And I the karma <laughs> that they would get the last two numbers is, it might be proof that there's a god. I don't know. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I was just sipping my coffee and I almost spit it out because it is so accurate. Like, 
it, it, it was so cosmic because, and then just Sonia playing dumb. What does number six mean? What does that mean? What does this mean? Like they got <laughs> just a six or a nine. I know. And then Dorinda's like, don't be dumb. You know, that means numbers one through five come before you. Like, and so they basically get pissed off because Tinsley gets number one and Bethany gets number three and Tinsley switches her number with Bethany. She's like, here, this is your trip. You can have it. I don't want the pressure. I'm just going to take number three, which ends up being a fantastic spot. She got her own like building, like a detached from these bitches. And it was really cute. And she ends up stuck with Ramona and Sonia above her. Well, the hyenas came for her. It's crazy because like they're like fighting with her and then they like decide to like continue looking around the house. They find the rooms where Dorinda and Carol are going to be. Each of them have picked a room with two beds. Yeah. Jack and Jill just move in together. I know. And Ramona's like, why can't one of us just sleep with each of you? And Dorinda just keeps repeating herself. She goes, that's because this is my room. And this is the room I picked. And that is her room. These are our rooms. You need to go get your own room. She just kept saying. We're like, we're number four and number five. If you don't like it. It was just, and then she's like, 911. She will not leave, and she's in my bed. Like, and then, but I didn't like how Bethany came at Dorinda when Dorinda finally was like, Bethany, can you come? Like, Bethany was like dying from like a fever. And she's like, Bethany, can you come help? And Bethany's like, don't play the victim. Don't be the victim. And Dorinda's like, I'm not being the victim. I'm just fucking saying. And then you hear the, them chirping, and she's like, do you hear them? They're going crazy. And then Dorinda's like, you know what? I'm just going to get my room up. And then Bethany completely switches her stance, and she's like, no, you're not. You did that last time. And I just thought that, I don't know, Bethany just seemed a little weird with Dorinda at that moment for me. I don't know, something about that didn't sit well. Well, and I feel like Bethany's like that with Dorinda a lot, because there were a couple of moments like that in Dorinda's first season. We saw a couple of moments like that last season. And then um, I can't recall them right at this moment, but there were also some really good examples of just her being like, I mean, last season it was a lot about like the John stuff, but I feel like she was still a little bit dismissive. Flapper. Yeah. It, it's just sort of weird. I don't really get it. And, you know, as you were like talking about, bethany in this trip it's just just like i do feel like this is maybe the point when i started being like you know what bethany's kind of being a lot because i like all these other girls and it feels like she's sort of being like this this like bitchy person who feels like she has no time of the day for them because she's so much better than them no i agree i agree 100 percent. so she just you know i feel like at this point she was fitting in the housewives into her life and she had a lot of shit going on, but I mean, it was fun because they got just completely obliviated and just rocked and, and just, this was just so much tequila this entire trip. And, you know, we never really get to see Luann get super drunk and we got to see her get fucking rocked on this trip. This was like one of the first times I think we've ever seen her like drunk, like rocked, like, yes, like I love her at the table, and when Sonia goes, you don't know what we're talking about. You're not following. She's like, I'm following. I'm following big time. 
Like she's like, Like, she's like, I got it. And then, you you know, they cut to Sonia's confessional and she's like, I'm just dying inside because I'm trying to focus on what's going on with Tinsley and Ramona over here. But I'm never used to seeing Luann this drunk and it's just great. Like, she's like, this is so good here. It gave me a little bit of the same vibe as like the moment, like I said in our season eight recap, or I'm sorry, season nine, there, when Luann's talking about that birthday cake, of Dorinda's her non-birthday birthday cake. Oh, last season? Season Yeah, eight. I feel like that's sort of almost the same Luann we're seeing here. Like, like she's finally showing us, like, this side of the Luann that gets, like, super fucking tipsy. I mean, if I was drinking that many margaritas, I would have been falling in the bushes hours before she did. Oh and God. I have to just say, guys, I hurt my knee recently, and watching Luann fall, like, two, three times, like, Gracefully. I was I was getting some like PTSD and my knee is like aching because of it, but she, she took it like a champ. Twice, like once in the bushes, and then I was just dying because she didn't even move. She was just like it's, her giggling in the bushes is one of the most like almost like wholesome moments ever. I wish that the camera would have caught her actually go down because we only saw the aftermath of her. We like hear it and then we only see the aftermath of her in there. But then we really see her eat it when she falls on the concrete. And Ramona's response is amazing. She's like, see, you should have went around this way. See, that's why you fell because you didn't walk around. But I did like like how Ramona's like, are you okay? Helped her up, like rubbed her shoulder and stuff. And you see Luann be like, come sit. And Ramona's like, no, like get up, yeah. you know? And then she, Luann just happily makes her drunken way eventually upstairs to her bedroom. And, but then we see Tinsley's rocked at that dinner because that's also another fun scene when we hear her tell Ramona shut the fuck up Ramona because they're yes, Sonia is well the I page mean, six I'm, I'm actually more convinced maybe that's even Ramona because a page six article comes out wilder in Mexico detailing how again we're going back to something we've heard out of Sonia's mouth and also Ramona because that's her proxy mm-hmm. we've heard about how ungrateful Tinsley is and how she's just taking advantage of Sonia and there's a story that comes out about it in page six and Tinsley points out like this is like the exact wording Ramona used yeah no that yeah I think Carol points it out and then oh, yeah, someone says that. Yeah, Carol's like, actually, that was what because because Tinsley's like, Sonia sold the story and she could just call and you know shut it down, or but she's refusing to do that or whatever. And then basically Carol's like, No, that's actually the exact wording that Ramona used about giving you a gift or giving her a gift. And then she's like, you know what? It was Ramona. So then that's when and Ramona's so unbothered during this dinner, which is also really fun. Um, Because I think she was rocked too. So she basically was just like, "Eh, yeah, no, that's not true. Like, I didn't do it. So that was fun. (laughs) Well, because I mean, I love as you know, like I said, like, I feel like this was maybe like their worst instance of it. But I still love a Ramona Sonia vacation mode. Because so then, you know, the next well, no. So yeah, the next day. They continue the drinking. They continue all of that. They go out shopping. Then Ramona's like, Ramona hasn't been officially invited on the skinny girl portion of the trip yet. Oh, yeah. And she's like buying Bethany gifts. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll buy it for you. Don't worry. Your card's blocked. No problem. I got you. With no, She then has not enough money and borrows money 
from Luann. Which Luann is, Luann, this is like a moment that proves that Luann really is a shade queen because she says, darling, you think I would loan money to a friend if I ever expected to get it back? Yep, 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 yep. I was like, damn, I also died, which, you know, Ramona's like, I'm buying for everybody and then asked Luann if she could borrow the money and then Luann's like, where's my bag? And she's like, oh yeah, of course, let me get you one. And then Ramona buys for everybody except for Dorinda. Yeah, and Dorinda's, and Dorinda, like, Dorinda's like, where's my gift? She's like, oh, uh, pick something out. Yeah, and Dorinda really nails it on the head. She goes, listen, I'm not taking offense to it. She didn't want to buy the other girls. She really just wanted to buy Beth Bethany a bag and lumped in the others to just make it look like it wasn't just for Bethany and she was kissing her ass and she just forgot about one of us. It's not that like it's and really it, just, it really cracks me up when Bethany's talking about it because she's like, you know, she started with like just the tip, just the tip, and now we're like all the way in. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I am getting fucked by Ramona. Basically fully, yes. So <laughs> I mean and that so again just more alcohol is completely flowing and then what do they do the next day because then she's like we're going to do an early dinner and again everybody's always late for the dinners and Bethany well they go to dinner and it's about like inviting you know like then then after dinner is when they have the conversation yeah. about are you coming with us to tequila well and she's like this is my livelihood you're gonna ruin it you know don't do that and bethany's or, you know Ramona starts crying. I would never do that. And Bethany's like, yes, you would because you've done it before. And then she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then they like hug and they're like, okay, we're going to go. So they try to have like an early night. Girls go to bed because they're like, it is fucking game time tomorrow morning, guys. So they get up. They have their cute little outfits with their boots and they hit the, they hit the fields and it is go time. Completely go time. And like basically as soon as they land on the ground, it is drink central. And they're drinking like they're tasting stuff out of these bullhorns, which apparently is the traditional way of, you know, drinking this alcohol. Yeah. This tequila. But 65%. Oh That's my crazy. God. And and Dorinda it, it literally like makes my throat burn. I couldn't even. Dorinda's like, we're not really drinking all this stuff, are we, Bethany? And Bethany's like, Yes, Dorinda, we are. Like, so she's like, pace yourself, bitch. Yeah, like it's go, bitch. And she's like, like, I know you. <laughs> So. I know. I well, and so they take the helicopter, which I think is hilarious that Ramona puts the sheet over her face because her face is gentle, like a baby's face. And then I die when they're like talking about how it was such an amazing moment between Sonia, Ramona, and Bethany on the helicopter. And Tinsley's like, um, hello, I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't forget when they're driving from the airport to the house they talk about tinsley being a non-event like how she's unfuckable they all three were just like cracking up she had really killed they couldn't that was so funny um so we got the whole bit you know that i feel like that you cannot forget that ramona had this fucking scarf over her face because she busts her head as she gets into the helicopter it's just too <laughs> so it's just so funny with like they're like oh look at the baby on the horse because there's like little like horse riding children on little horses and with the little and they gave them roses and the horses were dancing it was really it was cute they had a really really fun day um i felt like they didn't show as much of the like the skinny girl days i thought that they would have um but then the party kept going once Damn, they got back to the house i mean when they got to that house that that is some of the most comical shit I've ever seen on television. I mean, Sonia in her one shoulder, you know, bathing suit, drinking out of the pit pitcher of margaritas and oh, me, I'm just no, running. No, 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 no. no, no. 
you know, everybody naked, jumping into the pool. Sonia trying to make She's out like, with everybody. Man, I was gonna fuck her tonight. <laughs> She's she like, settles for making out with Bethany. She's like, I got a toe in the boob or a toe in the tit. She's <laughs> like, come here. <laughs> I do love how like Bethany, Bethany really did rally. I mean, if she was still sick, I don't know like what the timeline of her illness at that point was because she had a cold or whatever. <sighs> I think it was a 24 hour like stomach bug or something she had. Yeah, but she ended up rallying. So yeah. like, she's like, she's like throwing off her own bathing suit, and then yeah. like Sonia, of course, is loving. It. And then what cracks me up is how like later on Sonia's wearing Bethany's bathing suit. Oh my gosh! Yes, I know she did pick up her bathing suit. She's like at least tie it the right way and trying to like have sex with her. Like, so and then we also had the naked uh, reconciliation between Ramona and Bethany in the pool, which they were like hugging each other while. Bethany was naked. That was definitely an interesting sitch. That whole thing was just really weird. <laughs> Literally, I mean, but also, like, again, watching this trip to Tequila, this season is, like, what really, like, when when you're, like, a Roni fan and you watch, like, seasons, like, nine, eight, nine, ten, those, like, you're literally, like, no other housewives is like this. No one has those kind of like wild drunken nights where everyone's like just like throwing off their clothes. Could you imagine? No one in Beverly Hills would do that. No, not. I mean, we've seen them get a little drunk, but they're normally just doing splits. I mean, maybe and, like Brandy Glanville, but yeah, no, I agree. It was that's these are amazing. Again, another reason why we decided to do this rewatch. It's just so fucking good. It doesn't get any better. I know, and I feel like everyone's going to get our idea after they start hearing our um, rewatch. But I know. Well, I mean, I mean, a few people have jumped on that bandwagon, and I think it's awesome. And you know, more power to represent our New York ladies, right? They deserve I it too. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a trailblazer, and I'll always be a woman who supports other women. We, we women who support women. That's that's part of our brand. So <clears throat> I will but say, yeah, I mean that reconciliation between Ramona and Bethany is sort of crucial to like their relationship. I feel like because they're even at a better place still by the reunion ish. But not, well, I mean they were, but then they weren't because then there yeah. was one thing. Like I died when Bethany tells her, "I'm not taking um, lessons on what to say from you." Well, it cracks yeah. me up because it's like they were both like really drunk. And, like, when people are drunk, they're either feeling, like, very, you know, Lovey -dovey. feeling the euphoria or they're feeling, like, the depths of hell. Both of them were feeling very euphoric. They both decided they were going to make up with each other. They both woke up, like, hungover and sober the next day. And they're like, I'm not over this shit. Like, what am I doing? Well, Dorinda was on a rager that night because after all that stuff that we had Bethany and... um. Ramona in their lovey-dovey state, but then after that, they got out of the pool and still had dinner. Which and is crazy, because I actually didn't realize that Dorinda had sobered up as much as she did, and then she got really drunk again, because remember, when they're in the pool, she walks up and she's like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> like, we're yeah. not doing all this skinny dipping, but then dinner comes around and she's fucking plastered yeah and she said she didn't take her nap like she normally does and so she really was rocked and then that's when she accidentally cuts her hand at the table when she just meant to go like kind of put her hand down and 
So then no, you know, I think she was trying to do that thing where you like stab between your fingers. Well, she went to go do that. Yeah. And Bethany's like, no, 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 no. Like they took the knife, you know, but it was just Tinsley, Dorinda and Bethany at the table when that happened. And then Dorinda basically, you know, in a drunken slur says something to Bethany like, oh, well, that's why you think you're so great because you're skinny girl all day. And then Bethany's like, oh, then Bethany's automatically triggered with her own insecurities because, you know, she always feels guilty for being successful, she says. And she's like, oh, that's how you really feel about me. You know, drunk mouth, sit, tell truths or whatever. And like we said earlier, and then that's when that happens, which we know Dorinda really didn't mean it. So, it, I mean, it's just weird because it's the same night that they had been to tequila. Yeah, they were drinking it like somehow feels like it's a whole different because like Bethany somehow seems more sober. Yeah. Other people seem more drunk. They all come back together. They're late for dinner, which I mean, Bethany should not be surprised. You think that Sony's going to show up on time for dinner. Right. When she was just trying to fuck you like 30 minutes ago. Right. Like, like, she, was she, wearing, she was wearing it your bathing suit. Exactly. You think, you think she can get dressed right now? Like. I think that was Dorinda's point. And that's what started the whole fight. Dorinda's like, oh, you want to be the boss of the vacation because you're the skinny girl? Yeah. And they said, well, I think it was like an hour and a half later. But even Carol's late. It's like, okay, we've been drinking all day. By the time we all stumble our asses into the shower and then try to compose ourselves, like, Bethany, shut up. I just feel like you can't be, you know, the queen of the castle every single time. So it sucked that that ended like that because I know that really hurt Dorinda's feelings. And then when they woke up the next morning, you know, there was the rage and regret, right? Dorinda felt really sad because she kind of remembered what happened, but not fully. And I'm well, glad that she nipped it in the butt, you know? Yeah. But I mean, my other thing is like, I feel like Bethany was being kind of a bitch. She knew they were going to be drinking all day. Maybe we didn't see it, but if we're going to be drinking all day, these eight girls, why would you not have like basically like a whole counter full of like stuff to nosh on during this whole like pool situation? Like get these girls some food, get yourself some food. Cause like no one needs to be continuing to drink more tequila on an empty stomach. So give these girls a nosh board. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Like, why is there not enough food? But, you know, not that that would have really saved them from ex the amount of, you know, crazy amount of tequila that they were drinking. But I think it would have at least been a little bit wise. But again, you know, that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. I mean, this was a top tier trip and I was really sad when we had to go back to the city. And, you know, then we got our finale and, you know, Tinsley had apparently been planning this party before Mexico and before she knew Sony was mad and all of that. I'm surprised but they gave her the family a thank party. you party, which ends up turning into a fuck you party in <laughs> some ways because she's so mad. So it's a thank you, fuck you or thuck you, as Bethany says. Yeah. Party. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm surprised that they gave her the finale party, um, but I think it was fitting because it gave her, you know, gave her a nice little close to her first season. Which um, is why Sonya should feel extra grateful because it's like 
Tinsley was giving given the finale party and she chose to make it a party about you, Sonia. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we almost thought that Sonia wasn't going to show. Was this also the season that Dorinda threw the surprise party for Ramona and Ramona almost didn't show up for her party? Yep. Too? Like, that's hilarious. That the, so, this is when she's starting to like double, double book herself. <laughs> yeah. Next and... season, we're not going to see a lot of Ramona at all. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I feel like, yeah, this you were so right. That is a really valid point that they gave Tinsley the finale party and she chose to base it around Sonia. She gave Sonia like a couple thousand dollar gift card for one of the stores. Not just a couple, $5,000 to Bergdorf Goodman. Oh, what? I thought it was like 3000 So $5,000 to Bergdorf. And, um, and then... That nice cake. That beautiful cake. And we almost thought she wasn't going to show, but she did, thankfully. She was not very nice when she first arrived. Um, but then she said that once she heard Tinsley's speech, she really felt like it came from the heart. And she felt that sisterhood with her. And she she felt warmed. You know, she felt really, very touched by it. So I think that at least I thought that they were going to be moving forward from that point. And um, we come to find out at the reunion that they definitely, they took a step back from each other. And, you well, know. and that's what, that's what was fucked up because I mean, I think that Tinsley was very appreciative. I, I mean, I don't know what all Sonia expected because I mean, what all did Luann do for Sonia? Yeah. Give us receipts, Sonia. I love you, Sonia. You were the very first housewife I ever met, but you were very mean to Tinsley. Yeah, you know, I've never met a housewife. Well. Only on, you know, Zoom. But I was just really surprised that they were still fighting by the time the reunion came around. Because I thought I thought Sonya was finally like coming around being like, oh, Tinsley is a good girl. I don't think Tinsley meant any malice. And... They made up, though, at the reunion. Like, I think yeah. that they, you know, I feel like Sonia finally said what she needed to say, what she should have said all along to Tinsley. And she and it took her all the way to the very end of the reunion. It was a three part reunion. It took her. She was doubling down part one, part two with her actions with, you know, the way she treated Tinsley. But I feel that at the very end, when she knew it was time to put a bow on it, she didn't like the bad taste that was left in her mouth and the way they left things. And she really did say what she needed to say. Tinsley, I love you. I was wrong. I shouldn't have behaved that way. I should have just been a warm shoulder for you to cry on and a good friend instead of being extra, an extra issue for you, you know? So. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I think that Sonia should realize that because it's like, as all of the girls are accusing, like one person we didn't, two people we didn't mention that, were reoccurring at the season were Frenchie and Rocco and Tinsley wasn't like out there spilling details about Frenchie more than what Sonya was really allowing to put out there aside from like, well, cause like I, I remember Tinsley at one point was like, Oh, Frenchie moved in. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, and they're like, his bed's right living there. By the same roles as I am. And it's like Luann wasn't living by any sort of roles. Cause it's like Luann's like, Darling, don't you know I'm the countess? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, she would never treat me like that. But, but I mean, you know, their relationship, Tinsley and Sonia, it continues to take an interesting spin even next season. So I don't really remember um, where they kind of go next. So I'm excited to watch season 10. Um, you know, and when we, we have to remember, it's also going to be a completely different season for Luann next year. 
because, you know, three days after they taped the reunion, um, oh no, I'm sorry. It was three weeks, three weeks after they taped the reunion, Luann files for divorce from Tom. And we know that there's an altercation that takes place in Florida and, um, there's an, rest that takes place and this is all before the season between season nine and ten right so we're going to start next season with a lot of new new content for these women because this shit is like you the shit you would have never thought that Luann would experience is really what we're going to go down I mean and we're talking not just Exactly. And I mean, this is what I mean about like character arcs. Like right. we are going from someone who was the countess, someone who would was like, you know, she was talking down on Kelly for doing Playboy. She she's talked about people's drinking. Yep. She has she was someone that used to counsel women who had previously been to jail and prison yeah. and through the court system. And she is about to find herself in that place. Yeah. And it is my favorite Luann. I, I will always love Luann because we have seen her go through every season of her life. Yeah. The way she's going to come out of this, she becomes the best Luann that I've seen. And I really never thought that I would enjoy Luann the way I enjoy her current day now. So I'm excited to kind of watch it, but I'm sure it's going to be pretty, pretty sad and deep. But all in all, season nine was a really, really fun and big season. So I had so much fun recapping with you this, this month, Ricky. I know. I mean, it, it was a great season. I feel like the reunion provided a lot of great moments for clarity. I mean, we tried to like pepper those through this episode because I mean, how can you not jump to the reunion on certain issues? But I mean, I even feel like Ramona and Bethany left in sort of a positive place. Like everything just sort of felt like, you know, by the end of it, this felt like a happier ending to the reunion than like last season or the previous season. Like, yeah, I think we're about to hit some new story arcs. Like, I feel like it's a really good close of a chapter. And now we're going to move on to to bigger and better things. I will say it sucks, though, because this season. Th so first of all, you you guys have been listening. If you're still listening at this point, you know this is a supersized episode because it was a supersized season. Things change so rapidly after this season. For sure. For sure. We start losing some cast members. Dynamics start changing. Um, so, I mean, next season has a lot of good stuff. I mean... I will tell you guys now that I can almost be crying, laughing, thinking about the girls trip from next season as it is now. Oh, I know that, that, that there are so many good things about Cartenia. I cannot wait to, I cannot wait to watch. So make sure everybody you are doing the rewatch with us, that you are staying tuned. Um, make sure that you are rating, subscribing and commenting and liking our podcast, wherever you listen, make sure you are following Ricky at that Bravo gay myself at bravo and t and then our collective podcast account bravo critics and until next time everyone cheers, cheers. everyone's a critic <laughs>